Welcome to the Great Lakes Golf Podcast for the week of February 13th, 2023. It's Genesis Week on the PGA Tour alongside Hunter Pulaski in Petoskey. I am Peter Garber in Chicago. We are presented by Reed Furniture in downtown Petoskey. Whatever your furniture need, it's Reed indeed. In this week's episode, I mentioned it, PGA Tour on its way to Riviera Country Club, the Genesis Invitational, and yes, Eldrick, Tiger Woods will be teeing it up over or under 85 in the first round. Hunter and I will de- will debate. Uh, speaking of debate, greatest Super Bowl ever from Sunday. Talk a little bit about that. I am headed to California. I'm going to try to I'm going to be at Riv on Tuesday trying to beat Tiger's Thursday score. We will also take bets on what I will shoot. Max Homa threw a club? Trouble in paradise, Hunter. America's golden boy is turning into Dennis Rodman. But first, let's recap the action from the elevated event. Did it feel like an elevated event as Scotty Scheffler takes down Nick Taylor as John Rahm is forced to do nothing but watch as he gets lapped on Sunday? Scheffler becomes the third two-time champion of the Waste Management Phoenix Open in the past, like, eight years or something crazy. It's really something to behold, but pretty amazing, Hunter, right? He's won for the first time on that course a year ago in his first ever attempt to defend a PGA Tour title. He succeeds in an elevated event that was basically a master's field. I mean, what can you say about Scotty Scheffler other than the dude is just incredible. Yeah, he's he's really good. I feel like I, I feel like I have to eat a little bit of crow. I uh I'm just I I don't know what it is. I just cannot get behind Scotty. I like him, but I don't know what he needs to do. He keeps winning. You are a Scheffler denier. This is now this is five this is five wins now, right? Yep. Yeah. Which is five wins in a, in an exactly a calendar year. Which is obviously sensational, but I even when I wa- even when I watch him, he just he doesn't. And I was looking at his stats uh, just a little bit ago. Here, let me see if I can pull him up real quick. I there's nothing that he does like spectacularly well, and there's also nothing he does terribly. But he's all, he's really bad at sand. He's really bad out of the sand. But if you just don't hit in the bunkers, I guess you're okay. I was so let me quickly pull these up here because I was just looking at them. I was, like I said, there was, there's nothing, he's just so solid across the board. Even like when you watch him, you're not, there's nothing that you're really like, like say, ooh, and an eye. So off the tee, he's fifth. That is probably his, that is his best tool driving fifth. So he's really got, but he even struggled. Did you feel like he struggled this weekend off the tee? I feel like he was hitting blocks. He was hitting pulls. He couldn't. It doesn't he kind of like, remind you of tiger a little bit that way like it's he sprays it like he sprays it a little bit but he also like makes everything that he has to make like once he's on the green he's amazing and he has a very underrated short game and he bonds it like he was hitting it way past rob oh yeah yeah and that's that's one thing it you make you mentioned that he that he makes everything he needs to it and his putting like, stats don't don't align to that, but there's no doubt that like when he needs to make a putt in the big situations, 
he makes it. So like, there's just other chances, other times where, but it always seems like he steps up when he needs to in these big moments that I think it was, uh, that 15 footer he made on, on 16 on Sunday after hitting it near the grandstands. That's essentially one on the golf tournament that could have completely altered things. If that's a two shot swing and Nick Taylor makes that, that 360 lipper that he had. To his been. credit, Nick Taylor, Nick Taylor played so well. Oh, awesome. He beat, he beat everybody, but Scheffler, including Rom by multiple strokes. I mean, I just like, I, I, and I'm with you. Like I continue to let this guy surprise me. We were talking, it was just in the, in the past handful of weeks, we've been arguing about the number one player in the world. We never even talk about Scotty Scheffler. He's been, we're talking it's always about Rory and Rom. He's been number one in the world 30 of the past 52 weeks. Yeah. He's like, I get it. You can like go finer into the strokes game data. And like, I still, if I have to pick one V one, I'm picking the other two <laughs> against him every time because, but that's just me being stupid. I think at this point, like, Oh, I don't know. It's hard to argue so. that he's not the number one player in the world when he did that. At TPC Scott said, we're up seemingly even lacked some form. Like he hasn't been quite as hot. He wasn't like, you know, people weren't clamoring to bet him coming into the week this week. Which is which that I guess doesn't make a ton of sense given the fact that he uh he just won here. So I'm looking up, I gotta quickly find you have to so it's very easy to look at now and say he's the best player in the world because he just won, but he also hadn't won in several months. I know it's like, it's just, what, what have you done for me lately kind of league? And, and that's like, I'm not so unfortunate for him, but when was the last time he won? It would have been the Masters. He won all those tournaments. No. When did he win outside of that? It was the Waste Management and then the Dell and then uh, Arnold Palmer. And then the Masters, all within like a month stretch, and he has he had won since then. So it's hard for me to sit here and say like, oh, he's still the beast best player. But well, where, before where... we sound like total idiots, I think I think we're I think we're missing the Dell that you're talking about. Isn't it the one in Texas that's before the Masters? Is it? So he has won. He won the twenty. 22 uh phoenix open he won the uh 2022 arnold palmer which was in march he won the dell match play which was in end of march he won the masters which was april 10th and then he just won this past week so almost a a 10 month layoff oh yeah the last... match play yeah the match play that yeah you're right yeah i guess you're right you're right so yeah now and i was just sound just sound like more like a scotty hater but he hadn't he hadn't he hadn't won in a while where, where, where we ha- what's happening in the end of September, end of summer? Well, again, this official world golf. Well, it wasn't like he was playing bad. That's yes. This official yes. world golf ranking thing again becomes comes into focus because he's number one. Yeah, which so he's obviously accumulating enough points to be have more points than Rahm and, and Rory, who are winning. Apparently, but that we're I, both I'm, winning uh, at a higher, more recent clip. I don't know. I cannot figure that out i'm I'm so sick of the world golf rankings tad and i were driving down to traverse city today and i was getting into it with him about how silly i think it is it was more relation to like cam smith i think he's still ranked third right now 
but the second he's he fourth starts now. fourth, the second he starts to fall out, is like then it's not really a world golf ranking. It's it's a PGA Tour and um whatever the European Tour is called now. The what is that tour called with a D? DP World Tour. But DP. you're you're kind of a live defender though. I wouldn't say that. I'm a I'm I defend like Cam Smith. I like Cam Smith. I just think the number one player in the world conversation is interesting, regardless of if you're using the official world golf ranking standard or not. Like my point about us debating the number one player in the world is just like Scotty's just there and he's easy to forget because he's just an, such an unassuming guy, easygoing guy, like a quiet killer. And like you and I can get all hung up in Rory versus Rom, Rory versus Rom, and you know I don't think we talked about Scheffler hardly at all last week. No, we didn't. As it pertained to previewing the waste management, we just told you that he beat Cantlay in a playoff last year for his first career win. And wow, he's won you know three more times since then, and he's number one player in the world for a long time, and yada yada yada. But we never even said, do we think he's going to win? You know, we talked about thinking Rom had had the best chance of the guys at the top. We talked about the fact that Rory had only played there once before. But we didn't really even talk about Scheffler. So he's just, it's just like, shame on me, I guess, for allowing myself to be surprised by this guy. I was surprised again on Sunday. He's got the re- lead through three rounds. And I'm thinking to myself, Rom's going to make a run here. Rom hasn't been making putts. Rom's been kind of off a little bit. He, you know, he hasn't been taking advantage of his opportunities. Like he's going to score better on Sunday. And it's Scheffler who comes out of the gates making birdies and Taylor, not Rom. So I've just got, I got to learn, I got to learn my lesson. Even if it, even if he did take a break before this win, like that's so impressive to shoot that score. He was so good. He was so good on the greens. Yeah. Um, not to like, obviously, John Rahm playing his great golf, but like he's the round, the fourth rounds are starting to concern me a little bit. The, I think he was two. Okay. That's only two. He was two over last week, and then he only shot three under this Sunday, this past Sunday. Let's 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 uh, let's wait for a little bit bigger sample size to come in on that. I think. Well, we'll see. I'm Before we start it. calling John Rama fourth round choker, I'm... the guy who's the guy who's won how many times in the in the span of time that it took Scheffler to get back in the winner's circle. And I think we I three. Think we, I think. Yes. But I anyway, so. I think we have to quickly give uh, Nick Taylor. His his shout out because I think he played. I mean that wasn't he played an awesome Sunday to to tie to be put with Sky Scheffler and John Rahm and then to still shoot six under on Sunday. I know he's had he has tour wins and he's playing in the elevated event, but he was definitely the the odd duck out there in that on the top of that leaderboard. So to see him play, I know it's it, and I believe it was his home course. Or I know it was home course. So I'm sure that helps. Oh, I didn't realize that. Mm-hmm. I do know that those Canadians tend to, like, they like that area. I don't know if any of the other Canadian guys live there all as well, but 
Yeah, I was really that was fun to see him hold up as well as he did. I mean, this is a guy who's won what, like the Sanderson and what else did he win? Oh, he won at Pebble. That's a good one. But just two do two wins and one being on a kind of a short course. I do like Scottsdale in the sense that you don't have to be long there. Like it was a good mix of types. Obviously, some of those holes get a lot easier when you're dominant, like Scheffler is. But I mean, he won because he made everything in sight mm-hmm. and hit like clutch shots. He didn't win. He did, as we discussed, he definitely did not win because of his driver. Meanwhile, Nick Taylor was very accurate off the tee and was scorching hot with his irons. And as you mentioned, but for a lip out and maybe a couple other breaks, you know, a couple other things going a different way. I mean, he he's like right there. Yeah. All yeah. the way to the end. I mean, that's still a, I can't remember the, the number off the top of my head, but that he still made a career changing amount of money. I want to say he almost matched what he was, what he was at prior with this elevated event. All right. Can you take us through this max home of big news out of the max or the max home of fan club? Apparently your boy threw a temper tantrum. Yeah. And I'm, I'm pretty, uh, pretty anti club throw, uh, for the most part. Uh, I think you're like, you, it's like a, like those are your tools sort of thing. You don't want to like break, you don't want to break your tools or hurt your tools. I think that's like bad, bad, uh, bad karma in the golf world. So I, I'd never, I didn't really know Max was even capable of, of doing this, but he hit a, a very lackadaisical shot out of a fairway bunker that he must have almost like topped. Cause it didn't was go- this on Sunday. Mm. He scored terribly on Sunday. Cause I was sweating a top 20 on him. And he got it to five under, maybe like midway through his round on Sunday. And I thought he was going to finish it off. And then he started going in the other direction. Yeah, it was on Sunday. And it's kind of funny because I, th- I think I think a lot of his followers kind of think their first instinct is like one of us, one of us. But you could tell that he like run, he went straight to Twitter and he he quote tweeted Riggs Barstool, who who had the video up and said, can't look less cool if I tried to kind of, I think to say, I don't think he like wants to obviously to be known as a club thrower. I've never seen him do it. Never even seen him come close to doing it. So it's kind of funny that I guess he is in a way, one of us just from, cause that happens, but I was definitely surprised. You gotta save the club throws for Terrell Hatton who was playing pretty well too. So he's not intentionally changing his brand to more of a Rodman type, like I predicted. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. Well, that's too bad because that would have been fun for the game of golf. I mean, this this is the Great Lakes Golf Podcast. I'm not sure why you couldn't say like Bill Lambier. Sorry, Bill Lambier is what I meant. Uh, I am in Chicago, mind you. Yeah. Speaking of uh, speaking of the Great Lakes states, have you seen the uh, first episode of Full Swing? No, is it out? I think it might be out. But so, I've I have word has been passed to me that there are that in the first episode you see Jordan Spieth drinking a two-hearted and 
Justin Thomas drinking an Oberon, both in the same episode. I'm not sure how that came to be or what the circumstances are surrounding that. Are they in Michigan? I don't know. But uh, shout out to Bell's Brewery for uh, for uh, apparently being, you know, being uh, tasty in the eyes of professional golfers. Yeah, I'm not. Who I'm to not be a, on the Netflix special. Nice little product placement there. Yeah, I'm not a beer guy at all. So is that just a, that's just a Michigan beer? Can't buy that. Oh, it's well. a Michigan brewery. Can't they've buy, they've expanded distribution elsewhere, but it's not like the most readily available thing in the world. I mean, Oberon is seasonal. You can't even get it all year long. Yeah. Uh, so, looks like it comes out on Wednesday. That's awesome. Wednesday. Somebody somebody in, in my circle must have gotten a sneak peek on that. Yeah, that's why I saw there was a world premiere. On, so unless you have, like, you must have like a pretty, pretty cool circle because there was a world premiere at the Waste Management. Yeah, my circle's pretty taupe. Yeah. <laughs> Just the way you said that makes me think that's not the case. <laughs> uh, man, going to Riviera this week, it makes me miss Harold Barner. Not to get too far off course, but remember when he topped it here when he was in the lead? Oh, how could I forget? One of the funnier things I've ever seen. I mean, What's he, he been up to on the live? Is he playing well? The live hasn't even, I don't think it's started yet. Gosh dang it. They, All right. They have, they're spending time with their Will fans. Will you let me know when it does start? So I can tune in on CW. Do you have CW? Watch Harold Varner. I have an antenna, dude. Everyone has CW. That's the point. Oh, it's a... I didn't realize there was a network. I think we t- talked about this. I didn't realize Oh, was... my goodness. How can you not realize this? After we had a conversation about it. I didn't think... We told everyone it was on network television. I think you must have said that. <laughs> you were there. Uh... They are starting. All right, crossing things right off the list. Boom, boom, boom. Anything else from TPC Scottsdale? No, let's. uh, Do you want to talk about the Super Bowl? Yeah, let's quickly talk about it. Credit to me for being an absolute sharp on the over 51 and a half. Easier money has never been made. Credit to my wife for being a sharp on the Chris Stapleton under two minutes, five seconds national anthem. Where are you betting that? Is that a thing you can actually bet? Or is that just yeah. like a fun thing? You're. Is that like no, so that's no, on it's draft in the props? What do you mean? Can you actually? But you can bet everything on Super Bowl, dude. Yeah. So you should, it was under two minutes. What was it? Two minutes and five seconds. I think it was. It was something in that neighborhood. That was a very good. Came uh, in at like two oh one or something. How about Nick Sirianni just absolutely bawling during the national anthem? Yeah. Um. I don't know. Tough I, night for Sirianni. Yeah, I think, well, I wouldn't say it. I don't think anybody's, I haven't seen anybody like come for his head saying that it was in any way his fault. I've seen a lot of people say that that the defensive coordinator shouldn't have, his key card shouldn't be working this morning or Monday morning. But I haven't seen much about Sirianni. I don't even know what the defensive coordinator's name was, but that defense couldn't stop a, a league in a wet pepper bag. It was terrible. Well, yeah, I know it's good coaching on the part of the Chiefs too. Mm-hmm. I I do. The one thing I will say, which I've I've been like saying the last couple of days, is it does it does suck because you said best Super Bowl ever, and that feels like a little bit recency bias just because it just happened. But all I can think about is that holding call. 
that's all I, I wanted to see the Eagles have a chance like, to see it. end like that was like devastating. And I had no money on the game. Mac wanted the Eagles to win. So that'd have been nice, but I could have, I really didn't care too much. I would have, I probably would have liked to see the Eagles win, but to see it end like that was just crazy in my, my mind. Well, I think in many ways that stops it from being the best ever. Cause like you need, it needs to be good to the very end. And I know Bradbury said like he committed the hold and yada yada yada. I still am not sure they should have called that. No, he can say he committed a hold. They they hold on every single play. Everybody holds. Like that's if we're gonna start calling that, I think these games are gonna be six hours long. Understanding the moment, probably like it. I get, I get it. I understand it from both sides, but I tend to agree with you. Like that's that's the taste that's in everyone's mouth. Whether the call was right or wrong, the attention was on the call after the game. And it's too bad because that should never happen. And I, I do think it probably it might have slowed him down a step or two, but in, at the end of the day, I'm not even sure he's going to get to the ball. The ball was and, could have been overthrown a little bit. Everyone needs to chill out on crowning Patrick Mahomes the next Tom Brady. I get it. The Andy Reid... Pat Mahomes combo is amazing. Patrick Mahomes is amazing. Even though what he was wearing at Disney the next day is inexplicable to me. However, apart from that, very impressive. Accomplishments are incredible. But we just did all this to Jalen Hurts who then threw for like 170 yards in a Super Bowl or whatever it was, because we all get out over our skis on every single one of these individuals and heap unrealistic, unfair expectations on them. It's not cool. And now everyone thinks is calling <laughs> Pat Mahomes the next Tom Brady. It's like, dude, he's got to do this for like 20 more years. Can we just chill? Just chill. He's different. You want to compare him to somebody, compare him to like a peer. And I know that that looks absurd then because he's so much better, but that's how you do comparisons. <laughs> I do want to quickly defend Jalen Hurts. He had 304 yards passing. I was like, there's no way he had 170 yards. <laughs> he had a key. He played a hell of a game. Uh, did you see the, did you see the Hail Mary at the end of the game? <laughs> I, I asked my friends like right after he was hurt, right? He has to be there had it was so But then I saw I saw looking. Philly Philly fans going to bat for him. It they they slowed it down and he may may have stepped on <laughs> Jason Kelsey's foot. Like as he was throwing it on his plant foot. So that could have definitely caused some issues. Uh I would love to see him throw it a little further though. I, I don't think I could I could throw it quite that far. But it'd be a lot closer than what I thought it would have been if you if before seeing him throw that ball. I will say this about Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady. I think we like we do I love Tom Brady very, very much. I do think we have to like think about the fact like the Patriots, the team, the Patriots were leaps and bounds above what I think of like when I think of the Kansas City Chiefs from an all around all around team that that Kansas City defense in years past has been pretty piss poor. And that was like really never the case for the Patriots. So I, I, 
man, I don't know if you if you put it's the closest. It's still the closest though that we've had. If you put Tom Brady in his prime on the field side by side with Patrick Mahomes, I think a, from a talent level, it's hard to say it's not Patrick Mahomes. But from like a game management NFL quarterback, it's gotta be. It's probably Tom Brady. Or just from like a pure the thing about the talent, the, the talent thing. Like, this is why this is so, this is so flawed. Just like an the arm talent like thing an... doesn't work because every quarterback who's ever been drafted in the NFL Ugh. is more quote unquote talented than Tom Brady. What special talents does he have? So that's that's kind of my. That's just why it's just like they're like, well, he's the, who's the most talented quarterback? Well, the most talented quarterback of all time might be Jamarcus Russell. How'd that go? Well, yeah, exactly. So I think there's like two sides to the coin where it's like it's the best NFL quarterback of all time is Tom Brady, but is he? <laughs> That's where it gets tricky. Like if you need a throw, it's hard for me not to think like Patrick Mahomes is, has a better arm or a more talented yeah. arm. Yeah. Well, you can frame it any way that you want. I just wish people would stop doing this. Well, you brought it up. I know in the, in the context of not wanting to do it, like Pat Mahomes is totally different from Tom Brady. Yes. In every imaginable way. He's in a different situation, a different generation. The game is different. He's different. Totally. Like I, I just, you know, you can compare. Well, if Pat Mahomes wins more Super Bowls, you can then say he's now the most accomplished quarterback of all time. Until he does that, Tom Brady's the most accomplished quarterback of all time. And you can say all kinds of really nice things about Pat Mahomes. Like he's the most exciting player in the NFL. He's the he's the first player probably to go to five straight NFC or AFC championship games that early in his career. Like he's setting his own records. He's won two MVPs. So just stop making it about someone else all the time. It just drives me nuts. They were doing it even before the game. So who's who's the the goat between MJ and LeBron? <laughs> Stop it, dude! Stop it! No comment. That's exactly right. All right, let's talk about your little your little uh, your little trip you got planned. Oh, jeez! Before you get into the riv, before we get into the riv. So you're you're flying flying there Monday. This is just a setup for Hunter to make fun of my golf game. Just so everybody. Knows. Oh, this is a long con because we got got a couple of weeks till our next episode, and then I'll I'll be really be. I am going to California for the express purpose of playing golf. This is true. That's different it's, for you. I mean, that's it's ridiculous. Basically, yes, I'm going to be away from my family for four days. <laughs> <laughs> just bond, bond, what is that boondoggling, boondoggling around California? I'm gonna play Riviera three times uh, and LA Country Club once. So I'm very excited about that. You're playing? Is that where the U.S. Open is, or are you playing the other one? There's two there. I right? think it's where the U.S. Open is. I don't know for sure. We're playing LA North. Okay, well that's where the U.S. Open is. So. I expect to break 70 every round. <laughs> Obviously, it goes without saying. Yeah, that sounds like you. And I'll be lucky to break 90, particularly on Tuesday, which I think is the Hunter I would like to hone in on here because I will be playing 
Riviera as it was played on Sunday, I think, give or take a little bit of movement this way or that. Like they leave the course effectively as it is for the membership to be able to play as it was set up for the Genesis. So you can play the tournament tees. The pins are, you know, I think probably within a few paces where they were on Sunday afternoon. Uh, And this will be my first time ever seeing Riviera. And it'll be my second time playing golf since the last time I played in summer, which honestly, I can't, I couldn't even tell you when that was. I did play at a simulator last week, Tossie Golf Center, shout out, free ad, uh, which was great, very enjoyable. I was so bad. <laughs> I had to be given several mulligans just to keep up the pace of play. Yes, on a simulator. And uh, I didn't really look at my score before we left, but I'm not sure I made more than two or three pars. Zero birdies. <laughs> Granted, the putting and chipping was a struggle, but the driver wasn't very good either. The irons were probably the highlight, and I maybe hit about 40% of the greens. Well, you got room for improvement, it sounds like. So let me let me just um, get the time straight, because I got to... Your le- your- Flying out there Monday morning. That's correct. And then you're so you're flying all morning, and then you're gonna play, play golf. Is your body gonna be able to handle the the eighteen holes off a plane? Funny you ask about my body. I also have a strained oblique and bruised ribs on the same side. <laughs> I don't want to go too far into the reasons behind why I'm injured. Not for public consumption, but. <laughs> It involves a wet surface, self-inflicted bruised rib wound suffered during the Super Bowl. In fact, alcohol was not was not a uh, what do they say when when there's an accident? Not Not a factor factor in the accident. However, it may seem as though it was, but (laughs) the timetables are definitely fishy. I will certainly be. Indulging in a couple ibuprofen before the round, <laughs> <laughs> and maybe a uh, maybe like a Bud Light at the turn if they do that kind of thing around there. I don't know if they Bud Light Bud might Light. not be on the menu at <laughs> yeah. LA North. <laughs> yeah, it'll be. I've never been to California, but like the, there's just all those like the joke inside jokes of. I just saw one last week of a video where it was like this. It was a New York guy visiting his California relative and it's like, Oh, you got bagels. And they're like, oh, I don't think we got bagels. And it was one like on and on about things that would seem very obvious to Midwesterners that just aren't in California. Hey, did I have, yeah, a- I don't know if there's a bagel in the whole state. <laughs> yeah, it might not be. Of course you've never been to California. It's too far to drive. That's true. And well, by, which by the way, that whole air travel, that's starting to turn into your favorite. You're going to look like a pioneer here sh- shortly. Why because air travel has never been more dangerous. Yeah. Did you see those planes collided? What? Yeah. Yeah, we're, I'm getting on a plane. Dude, I have so many. I have, <gasps> I have a plane. I have three <gasps> three trips planned already for this year that all involve me. On an airplane? Having to get on an airplane. Dude, how are you going to make it? I don't know. We're going to Denver next month. Going to Scottsdale in April. Oh, man. Oh, boy. Well. So if this is it, if this is it, I'm gonna have to look up that uh, that the planes. Climb. Maybe don't look that up. 
I mean, they were still on the ground. It wasn't in midair. Well, thank the Lord. But between that and these other planes that are making these rapid descents, you heard seen those stories. Where are, where are you at? On the one air? happened at the end of last year, and it wasn't reported. <laughs> we, dude, I'm telling you, this stuff is shady. And then another one happened leaving Hawaii. That was last week or over the weekend. Takes off, starts going up, nose dives for like several minutes. Comes within 800 feet of the Pacific Ocean before the pilots save the plane, and it just. Goes starts going back up, and they just fly four hours to San Francisco. After that, this is a bad time to tell you that the the last trip is a wedding in Hawaii. <laughs> so that might be <laughs> <laughs> that might be canceled. <laughs> well, that I, also uh, makes sense because you cannot drive there. I will send my best wishes <laughs> via a letter. My <laughs> lord! I was send a really nice gift. What the hell? Uh, so did I have a dream? Dude, I'm telling you, man. <laughs> so you can stop. Just stop. Stop. I Not have, good. I have enough anxiety already. What, <laughs> I got uh... <laughs> more. I got more when you're ready. Did I have a dream that Sarah bought you a new putter? Or you, I, that was one of my questions. Driver. What? Okay, driver. So you're still using the, the bullseye putter? I was just texting Tad last night about what putter to bring. <laughs> that's that's my question I have written down. Putters. What putter are you Putters. bringing? What putter I can fit probably. Like, well, I have the. I'm presently practicing with the bullseye, which is what I used last year. That's smart to practice with that thing. My, if you practice with that thing, you can just putt with anything after that. Yeah, it's a training aid, <laughs> yeah. nothing else. But my other putter that I like is currently in the possession of my father in law. So that's not an option, which leaves me few other options, frankly, just putters that they sell at stores, for example, <laughs> or Sarah's putter, which is one of those like mini mallet odysseys, which I do like, but it's got a really hot face. That'd and be- I feel like those greens at Riv, like if I have a downhill, I cannot bring that. I had to hit a hit a putt off the back of the putter or something. Yeah, no, I would I would want something that, is, that is super dull. <laughs> Yeah, dead you, in you, the have, face, you have to right? strike that thing to get it to move. But the thing is, those their greens are huge. There, seventy five hundred square feet. Yeah, I don't know. That's like Tory greens. I mean, you're gonna have like some forty and fifty footers too. Yeah, which is really hard to do with a bullseye. Yes, gauging speed on long putts with a bullseye. Therein lies the pro- you need to play Pebble Beach every time, and you'll be fine. Have you considered? The two putter method. <laughs> a right and a left. Uh, yeah. <laughs> a or long and a short. A long and a short is more what I was thinking. <laughs> I got it. Isn't well, here's my wand for my lag putting. Yeah. <laughs> Let me just bring two putters to the green. <laughs> yeah, your caddy would get a kick out of that. I'm sure. Yeah. No, I can't do that. Yeah. Well, my caddy is gonna make fun of me no matter what when he sees my bag. Because the bullseye will be in there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. And he's going to say, what the hell do you think you're doing with this? Putting with this? And I'm going to say, yeah. And he's going to say, you're going to shoot 100. And I'm going to say, if I'm lucky. What do you think you will shoot on Tuesday? Assuming the rough, oh, wow. assuming the rough is going to be 
like a, a one stroke penalty, which I imagine it will be. It will be for me. I have very weak wrists. I have arthritis. <laughs> yeah. I'm just gonna wedge it out of that inch inch tall kikuya. Are you guys gonna play the are you guys gonna play a tournament tease? I think so. I imagine Kai you. shoots like a several under par out there. So he's not gonna move up tees. No. He's just gonna say, Peter, you need to figure it out. Get it in the <laughs> fairway. <laughs> yeah, that's uh fairways would be nice. I did say to Ted, I don't want it to be like Chicago Golf Club where I probably shot like 85 and made like three birdies because I hit it in the heather so many times. Now, that's not what Riv is like, but I just would like to be able to get off the tee. Well, good luck. I feel like I can just keep it in play, and there's a lot of generous fairways up there. I don't know. What do you think I should do on 10? Should I go for the green? Uh, Yes. Yeah, I don't think I don't think you need to like drop kick an iron out there. I don't know. I'm worried about like hitting it out of 18. That's a good play point. over there. That's a when you go play That's courses that nice. You have to. I just feel like to play a course that nice. I might just like be, chip a six iron off the tee there. I'd be doing everything <laughs> in my t- power to not be noticed. <laughs> just whatever it takes. Exactly. Like to what can be, I do to completely be under the radar today? <laughs> yeah, I don't want anybody to ever look at me. For those four hours, exactly five right. Hours I'm there. Yeah. Well, speaking of Riff, do you have any? Uh, I don't know. I mean, what would you say? What would you say about this golf course? <clears throat> it's. Uh, it's. It's I awesome. Feel, I feel like this. It's the same thing we said last year. It it is so picturesque. Like it's everything you imagine when you're thinking of like a golf course in your head. It looks just so damn pretty. Every, yeah. everywhere so it's like a classic style of course it's definitely requires some strategy experience is helpful um it's harder than scottsdale definitely tougher around the greens so scrambling can matter here uh kikuya short Kikuya rough, it's like an inch and a half, but it does grab the club. So I think you do kind of want to keep it in play. It's not all about the driver, but definitely guys who are good with their driver have done well here. Uh, Cameron Young made that run. Tony Fina lost in a playoff. We know how good Max Home has gotten with his driver. Adam Scott is like the prototypical ball striker. One here a couple years ago. Neiman like hits every just nuts. Every driver has plus distance and is very straight. He got hot and ended up winning by two here last year. So, and I think it's just when you have a golf course that's really good like this, or in a somewhat similar area of the country with a somewhat similar field, I think you just have to kind of weigh the form because you figure a golf course that's this good of a test. Sure, it's going to challenge a few other areas of the game that were not challenged in Scottsdale necessarily, like the scrambling. But it's still going to bring the players who are playing the best to the top of the leaderboard. You would think you wouldn't. See, you, I don't expect to see like a. <clears throat> I mean, it's harder hard for Scheffler to win again. Like Nick Taylor, kind of an emotional, but just 
generally speaking, guys who were hitting good shots and playing pretty well last week should keep it going this week. And guys who are arriving, struggling with their game, probably are not going to find it at Riv. It's too much of a challenge. Um, what else? Fairly long. I think it's like 7,300 yards, but it's a good mix of holes. We were talking about 10, which is drivable. Uh, I think it's weird. You think, are they playing, they're going to play one as a par five, you think? I think they always do, even though it's like the easiest hole in the world. Yeah. So that's the intro, par 71 with three, three par fives on one side, I think, isn't it? No, so no, just three par fives total, par seventy one, yeah. and they're all Two. super gettable. Mm-hmm. So maybe par five scoring comes into play a little bit, mm-hmm. and it's because it's a little tougher. Imagine the scrambling, but like bogey, you can look at bogey avoidance and things like that. Guys who can scramble, who can salvage a score, who can putt well. I don't know. I mean, the good players are going to play well again this week. I mean, like, you might get a Nick Taylor chasing up the board, somebody who's super hot. But don't you think we're going to get another shortish odds player to wince this week? Yeah. No, I, I think that's that's the MO that these elevated events are going to be. Now look at this field. Right, let's go through the board. Rob is the favorite at 750. Rory, 9 to 1. Scheffler, 10 to 1. JT, 14 to 1. Xander, Finau, 16 to 1. Homa, Morikawa, 20. Cantlay, 22. Hovland, 28. Sungjae, 30. Burns, Spieth, Cameron Young. Or I think tied for second here last year. Or maybe that was two years ago. No, that was last year. 35 to 1. Zalatoris, Fitzpatrick, 40. Tom Kim, Jason Day, 45 to 1. Hatton, Matsuyama, 50 to 1. Hatton had a good week last week. So, I mean, it's like major pricing. Other other guys of note, Ricky Fowler is all the way up to 55 to 1. Adam Scott, we mentioned a former champ, 55 to 1. Keegan's been playing great, he's 65 to 1. Rose, who won at Pebble Beach and then took the week off, 75 to 1. Uh, Wyndham Clark has a good record here, oddly enough, 80 to 1. Seamus Power, 80 to 1. Crazy. Connors, 90 to 1. Um. Who else is in here? Brian Harmon has some decent history here. Hunter to one. Shane Lowry all the way back to 110 to one. Um, Nick Taylor, who we were talking about, 110 to one. Lucas Herbert's been playing some good golf internationally, 110 to one. Adam Hadwin, who played well last week, 110 to one. Um, and then Tiger is currently at 150 to one to win this event. I don't really know. I'll give you a couple long shots because I always have them. And I'm pulling for some of these guys who I think have a lot of upside and will win at some point on the BJ Tour. And, and not quite a Joaquin Neiman level, but <clears throat> you do see kind of like a bright, like younger ch- Homa. It was Scott, but then Homa beat Finau and Neiman won. I mean, this was kind of the beginning of the rise for Homa. So, I think this was only his second win on tour. 
So I think you're going to, it's possible you could see somebody a little on the younger end, maybe break through, but knowing those are the odds or just even the odds being set aside. Do you have a good feel for who you think is going to play well this week? Yeah, I have, I have two names in mind. I think, I don't think Justin Thomas is going to win. Um, but I like his, I like his finishing numbers. I think he's been playing some really s- solid golf and he has some history here. Uh, since 2018, all three of his, um, all three of his finishes have been inside the top 10. Uh, so he has some solid form. I'm just trying to see what that number was. Another guy that I, I really like is Victor Hovland who has played some uh, really good golf here. He has, what was it? I want to say it was uh, T5th in 2021 and T4th in 2022 are his only two other starts yeah. here. Yeah. Uh, so top 20 is a little tough on Justin Thomas. That's, that's minus 135. But I do like top 20 for Victor Hovland at plus 145. And I, I could probably be talked into a Justin Thomas plus 175 top 10. He kind of just came out of nowhere at the waste management. It wasn't playing sensational, and then he ended up playing a really solid Sunday. So he's definitely—I feel like he's trending in the right direction. I the short game worries me a little bit at the rib, but we'll see. He's hit some. He—he's a good shipper. It's really just the putting. Mm-hmm. But guys who are not known as great putters contend and win here. I mean, Adam, we talked about Adam Scott. Uh, Havland, you mentioned as great finishes, he can't chip. No. So, like, he doesn't hear it with ball strike. He's gaining his ball striking is so steady, Eddie. And, like, he reminds you of Neiman, only not as long, and that it feels like he hits every fairway and every green. I love Havland this week. I bet Havland. I think he's like playing better than people are giving him credit for. Kind of the same reason I like JT last week at 22 to 1 with good history and kind of off the radar a little bit. I know Hovland has the history here, but people would say that he has kind of middling form right now, which I don't think is true. Has a really recent win and has played well in spots. Otherwise, I think he just has to put it together for four rounds. And I think you're right about Justin Thomas. Like this being a tougher course, this will benefit Justin Thomas being a tougher course should benefit Victor Hovland. If he's on with the ball striking and doesn't put too much stress on his scrambling. Same for me, should be said about Colin Morikawa. Yeah, like what everyone's gonna get jump off Colin Morikawa because he didn't play well at waste management. This is a much better course for Colin Morikawa in California now. Uh, has a good finish here in the past. Sets up beautifully for this track in the sense that he's a phenomenal ball striker. Can keep it in play. Hit almost every fairway, almost every green take advantage of the par fives and just manage the flat stick. So for the same reasons that you like JT and I like him too, I like Morikawa and I like kind of the younger, I don't know. I, I like Morikawa and I like Hovland a lot this week. So I have, uh, I've bet both those guys at 20 and 28 to one uh respectively and i would be i would like those guys for uh for finishing position bets as well i really got burned hard on because i had guys rider hit the top 20 on the number for a dead heat reduction i decky and homa just 
barely missed out on it, even though they were kind of in the mix the whole way. Uh, so I'm a little shell-shocked on the finishing position bets right now, but any long shots you like this week? Uh, there was nobody that really, that really, I would say, jumped off the screen at me. Um, I was trying to see where... So I'll I'll come back to Brandon Wu. If oh. you're gonna give me three hundred to one, I'll take it. If you're gonna give me one fifty to one on Kitayama, I'll take that too. I think I'll kind of ride those guys until we get to probably we're gonna get to they're gonna hit at like a fifty to one type of a number at a different kind of an event. But I really feel strongly that those guys have winning upside and like top 20 player in the world type upside, which is the kind of upside you need to have, I think, to break through here in this field on this course, like Max Homa did. Like Neiman, like these are guys who are kind of breaking through, winning earlier in their early in their career, but they have tremendous upside. So those are two guys that I feel fit that description. And then I will uh I'll go to Seb Straka too. At three hundred, on a plotter's golf course. Now, granted, Sep is a hard nut to crack. Hard to tell when he's going to play well and when he's not going to play well. But his game should fit this course. No idea what his history is, but three hundred to one for a two-time PGA Tour winner who got a little hot in the fall and has not played very much since then. I don't know. He's kind of a big game, big game player, and I think. I wouldn't be surprised if he came out of nowhere and played well this week. You can get 20 to 1 on him to top 10. And and similarly long numbers on Wu and, and uh, Kitayama if you like those guys too. Kitayama kind of turned it around at the Waste Management after a really poor Thursday. Mm-hmm. And his driver should help him out a lot this week. So we shall see. It's always a fun week at Riv. Yeah, no, this is one of my favorite weeks of the favorite weeks of the year. All right, well, we will uh, most likely not have an episode next week, so we will talk to you at the end of the month. Have fun in California. Thank you, Hunter. Mm-hmm. All right, talk to you guys.